is hanging out. Uh, give us a few seconds. Your WJBC forecast, Heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly cloudy skies, cooler winds calm today. Uh, this afternoon, a high of 51. Tonight, cloudy skies with stray showers possible, low of 40. Tomorrow, more clouds than sun. Mild temps in 58. I don't see rain anymore, so that's good. Uh, rain on Thursday, but 64. And then all of a sudden, 49 on Friday. It changes by 15 degrees in a 24-hour period with a thunderstorm likely. Uh, that sounds crazy. Right now, 40 degrees at WJBC. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 blah. Over there. No. Hello, no. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself okay. for Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. <laughs> stimulating. Yeah. Hit you right in the... <laughs> there you go. We start becoming a team... This is the Craig Collins Show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. It's Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Quick uh, mention of this since uh, a caller just called in and asked about it. There is a a fire. I'm not sure if it's still going or if it's out. Uh, Neil might be... I don't think he's at the newsroom. He'll he'll update you guys throughout, though. There's a fire near Rivian. Uh, it's something that's been going on. It was a big fire, so if you're seeing smoke, if you're seeing things, uh, people are aware. Uh, they're trying to fight it. All things are happening there. WJ, WJBC, Craig Collins, WBNQ. I did that totally wrong. <laughs> this good. made you part of the station. John Davies Tuesdays in studio. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, man, 2 to 3 o'clock. I'm going to do live music on my radio station. I'm going to start doing live music. I uh oh in studio yeah is it like a Friday specific thing yeah I'm gonna do Fridays at five o'clock as part of my like getting ready for the weekend uh, five o'clock celebration thing that I do uh, I'm gonna bring in some bands I'm even gonna bring in some some equipment and try to mix it in this little in this little space we have here look at you I know somebody wants to play electric he just sent me like the the set uh, all their different uh, setup it's a lot of instruments gonna be in the studio oh it's not God. a big space <laughs> that'll be in a few weeks uh, get ready for that let me know you should hang out. Fridays, yeah. depending on the day, I can make an appearance. Still yeah. trying to get some uh, some bars to come in too. Uh, there is one restaurant I'm not going to name them because I don't want to break bad on anybody. There's a lot in town. There are, but there's one specific restaurant that I called to just interview them, like yeah. to throw them on the radio, interview them, and they're like, "We have no interest." And I'm like, "It doesn't cost money. I just I I'm a radio station. I want to talk to you." And that one was like, "No." And then they, then then I hung up. I was like, "They wow. hung up or you hung up?" I mean, it was kind of a mutual. Did you get a hostess or were you speaking to someone of power? I have no idea. I I got it. Whoever answered the phone, so it could have been somebody. But but it was. <laughs> Sir, you're calling at twelve thirty during lunch rush. I did. I did do that. I did do that part. <laughs> I mean, like I did. Uh, there was somebody else that answered. Like, can you call us back in like twenty minutes? Yeah. Did you be... always call between two and four? Obviously, you're working as well. But it's a restaurant. That's when business. Is I can't care call of. between two and four. I get it. Food bev guy. You know, well, you could shoot off an email. Maybe right. get you the powers that be. You know, hit them on a Monday or yeah. a Tuesday or on a slow day. By the way, I'm pretty sure I've called this restaurant twice. Um, you know, last week and this week because I'm trying to get guests. And both times, the same interaction. I, it's very odd. It's totally free publicity. I hope most of the places that I call aren't annoyed by a radio guy. Oh, it's Craig guy. Ah, God, he wants to interview us. Talk about our restaurant. Probably our food. wants free samples. <laughs> I do want free samples. That is accurate. <laughs> I would like at least one brought in studio. It makes the segment better for me. I don't know if it makes it better for the listener, but I enjoy it. Uh, coronavirus. Perks of the job, man. Yeah, exactly. Coronavirus has to be 
something we hit on uh, while you're in. I don't want to, but it's got to be a thing. It's pretty mandatory these days. Okay, it's like half the stories are about it. Coronavirus, all the everything I I search, and even ones like they surprise me. Like I think this story is about something else. Family orders accidental thing on Amazon, and then you get to it. Oh no, they bought a year's supply of toilet paper. <laughs> Because they're trying to prepare for the coronavirus. You want to hear an interesting tweet I heard this morning? Please do. Six weeks ago, there were 600 accounted cases of coronavirus in Italy. All right. Today, we're at 10,000. We see how that country has shut down. Today, the United Wait, States hold on, hold on. is at say, 600 cases. You said 600 to 10,000 over mm-hmm. how much period of time? Six weeks. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was the case in we're Italy. We're actually at like 770. Well, yeah. here we go. Okay. Game on. But in a matter of six weeks, it's gone from that to what they currently are in. So <sighs> you're more nervous. Giddy up, baby. The next yeah. two months are going to be interesting. You're ready. We're ready for Well, I will say this. I read uh, somewhere else that the – so first thing, this is kind of cool. The president of China, um, he went to Wuhan. They're, they're so confident now that things are okay. He did a little visit in Wuhan, and that was supposed to just exude confidence that they've conquered the virus. They've conquered, you know, and they're going the other direction. Sure. And if that's true, if they have stopped the, the pandemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call it there, what happens then is every single country that's hit by it does it in shorter time periods. So if you saw in China, it played out from December all the way through February. It will keep reducing in duration. So if we do have one of those from 700 to 10,000, we probably will also spike immediately back down in a quicker way than China did because we just we steal their information. We do what they did. <laughs> we do it differently. Um, <laughs> although, honestly, as, as Italy is concerned, too, real quick, talking about that, like yeah. they shut down a whole city, man. Would it, it would be 100%. very strange if we all of a sudden Washington State just can't go anywhere. You can't get in. You can't get out. Those guys are locked down because it's one of the more serious places, California, New York. Lock them down. A bunch of cases. Stop. You can't. That I don't know that we'll get to that extreme. I the one thing that Italy's done that I am very concerned with how the United States is going to handle is All right. sports. Right. I I know for very Soccer selfish huge. reasons you are. Well, no, right. But I mean, in comparison, Champions League. It's the biggest soccer league in the world. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the largest teams from Germany is playing in Paris yeah. this week. They're not playing with fans. The reason I bring this up is what happens in March, folks. What's the NCAA's biggest moneymaker here in the next few weeks? Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Strauss was talking about that off the air, too. Um, it would be surreal to see the games played without a, without a fan base. Wild. That would be surreal. Because I think that, that that is, to me, the more likely of the two things to happen. There's a 0% chance, in my opinion, that you cancel the games and nothing happens. The games continue to play. Right. There's just no fans in the stadium. Right. You, you prevent... I, don't, I would say that a more... Um, appropriate response might be allowing anyone that has a ticket and is afraid to not go like get a refund, whatever it is like just all the universities just will pay you for your tickets we'll buy them we'll give them to our fans whatever if if i wanted to go i mean i made this i I shouldn't even call it a joke i made this observation last week they were giving out like free tickets on cruise ships recently because no one wants to buy them I take one. I, me too. <laughs> you want to go? I honestly like I did, I, and I don't I mean that. Bring the girls, like everyone's exactly, happy. Exactly. Yeah. Bring. The, well, <laughs> Betty might not go. I. I just. I. <laughs> I want to say that though, fully respecting and understanding other positions on this, and knowing that there's risks and there's there's groups that are more at risk than anyone else. Like there's there's you know the elderly uh, people who are immunocompromised. Your fear is legitimate. Every single person running to the grocery store and buying sanitizer actually prevents those subsets from getting their hands on things that might be able to protect them better. So we shouldn't be doing that. A lot of us, though, the rest of us, the people in not those groups, 
the the death rate is is very small. We don't know the mortality rate. That's the actual likelihood of dying from the illness. All we know right now is the people who have passed away compared to the people who got the virus. That is a death rate. Um, I I see all those numbers, and then I would still choose experience. I would still choose to live my life and and accept that level of risk because in my group with my uh, health. It's not a very high risk. So I would go on the boat. I'm not, again, I don't want to sound judgmental. I don't want to sound like I'm demeaning or, or belittling it to people who feel differently. Free, free, free. <laughs> I almost called it coronavirus. <laughs> free cruise ship, not coronavirus cruise ship. I would take it. I would go. Sponsored by Corona. Right. Beer. If someone threw around some NCAA tourney tickets to me, they're like, hey, man, I'm not going. I would go. Yeah. I would anywhere, anywhere in the country. I'm I would going go. to England in less than a month I now. I know you are. And, uh, I had the conversation with my sister, who is an ICU nurse, last night. And she's right. like, okay, what do you think? You're probably the opinion that I trust more than anything outside of, you know, potentially Dr. Oz and all these entertainment professionals. You don't trust the, Dr. Oz. I mean, Come on. To an extent, he is a, a medical entertainment professional, right? But He's right. You said all the words right. It, it, there we are. But uh, talking to someone that I trust on a personal level, my sister, yeah, you're fine. Don't touch things that you shouldn't be touching. Right. Wash your hands. And I was like, well, what do you think about my mom and traveling the way? Yeah. I was like, well, you know, my mother's had breast cancer twice. She's wow. got a bit of a compromised immune system. Okay. She's always... Under the weather, she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we kind of got to keep an eye out on mom, but it's nothing to worry about. She's still going to go? Yes. Okay. We there had a conversation go. last night. Right. Whew. She wants to go. We're we're doing it. Yeah. I, going I mean, out on a high. <laughs> <laughs> if they cancel this game, it. I'm going to a game, a soccer game in England, if they cancel this. What's the what's the game? Uh, uh, Chelsea Southampton Sunday. It's a Sunday match in, in like three weeks. Okay, yeah. at the bridge. Baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna have an update on my computer, like a Google update, just to know if Chelsea Southampton is canceled. Because <laughs> I'm gonna have you in immediately, oh. and we'll send it to them. I uh, will be that emoji of my head exploding like. Caller, what's your name? Greg. Your name is Greg. Correct. Okay, Greg. Cool. I I always get called Greg all the time. Uh, Greg, what do you want to say? I am. Not directed toward your show particularly, but so sick of hearing about this virus. Yeah. I mean, 17,000 people died from flu last year, and it's basically just the same thing. Yeah. And nobody altered anything. It, it's ridiculous. It's just another media mogul thing yeah. to make money. I, I can't believe it. I mean, I, there, there is risk. I, I won't say that it's, it's completely the same as flu or there is risk, but the, the amount of risk compared to the amount of coverage make absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. If, if you judge based on the amount of coverage for this kind of thing, if you judge based on the amount of stories that you find on the Internet right now that are somehow connected to fear about coronavirus, you would think that everyone in the country has it, everyone in the world has it, and we're dying in mass. It, was, it would be Spanish flu-esque uh, if we compare the coverage... You know, with what should be happening. The Black Plague has been thrown around quite a bit. Yeah, and that's not what's happening. So it shouldn't be covered this much. There's there's more talk about it because the media is promoting it. That's the other thing they're talking about. Sure. So, I mean, I hear this stuff in my sleep. It's it's crazy. All right. Thank you for the call, Greg, very much. Totally agree. Have a great day, man. Uh, We will shift gears. We will change topics in honor of Greg. We will talk about something I'm worried about covering. I, I find this so funny. I find this topic so funny, John. And uh, I don't know if I should. I don't want to laugh at people. Uh First, like, I'm not making fun. But dating apps are are interesting things. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) No, I'm going to take a break. Don't worry. I'm not going to do the whole topic now. Dating apps are interesting things. It seems like one area where they're trying to improve them is, like, let's get a smaller group of people that have something in common 
to, to date in our app. Uh, farmers only would be an example. These are professional <laughs> farmers. Uh, J-Date is for people that are, are 100%, 100%. Jewish. There's a bunch of them. There is a brand new one. It's hitting the news in a couple places. I find it very funny. Um, I'll just tell you the name of the app, and I'll take a break, and I'll explain the app later. But I, I will warn everyone, uh, you might want to earmuffs the kids. It's, uh, it's going to be... We're, we're going to do our best, though. We're not going to get a fine. But it, it's funny to me that it exists. It is what it is, folks. It's exa- well, that's what the guys who use it probably say all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I got you, dog. Come that's on. what he said. <laughs> the app is called DinkVC.com. Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Thank you to our caller. I'm sorry I had to abruptly hang up on you. i got to get back on the radio. Uh, WBNQ's John Davies is hanging out with me. Um, I... Good radio hosts will push some boundaries, right? Sure. Like really good ones. That's what I've, entertainment is at the end of the day, Craig. I, I've worked with some really good ones in my life, and they they know how to dance on the line totally. every so often. It's and a I, fun one. Yeah, right. It can be. And I don't want to offend, but at the same time, I read this story, and I laughed several times <laughs> while reading it just because like the, the niche or the niche, if I want to be less cool, uh, the niche way in which some of these dating apps exist is is funny. There's a new one. Uh, it's called Dinky Ones. Um, you can download it to your phone. It's it's targeting a a subset of guys who, um, the, well, they may be impacted by uh, by. Uh, uh, it's about the motion in the ocean. Well, it's the, it's package size. They they usually you know get something that's uh, definitely one day delivery. Baby carrots. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was so funny that like, look, it might actually be a legitimate concern. I know that guys are kind of obsessed with that thing, and if you know whatever it's not all about that man it's not dude it totally isn't uh but i really like her <laughs> if you wind up joining one of these groups and like meeting um a person through it mm-hmm. would you ever in your life admit it you know like it's honestly like you would say something like oh how'd you meet mom we met online we met online oh what app because i think people might actually ask sometimes what app did you there use there are options these days and i think you have to lie in this world there's no way you tell the truth <laughs> there's just no chance you're like oh we met on a Man on dinky ones. Just I, the wee ones. <laughs> you, know? you just can't do it. And so that, that was my first thought, is like really play this out. Ugh. Successful relationship ends in marriage. Like the guy giving the speech at the wedding, like dinging the cup. He's like, hey, man, if they hadn't invented this app, he never would have been courageous enough to go out there. But I'm really proud of Brian for putting himself out there, man. I know it's, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Brian was but afraid. You did it, man. He didn't want to be on Match.com. He didn't want to be on Tinder because, you know, there's that one thing that was going to come up at some point. And now he's, he's much happier. He went out there and he met Sandra and they're happy together. I know you have been in this industry for a long time. Yeah. So Betty's been in this industry for a long time. I'm she sure has. you've had the conversation along the lines of like, this is for a bit. We're doing <laughs> research. Have you created the Avatar account yet? To The only thing I ever did, and I did get in trouble for this, by the way, is uh, we did a bit on WGN at one point uh, where we were late at night radio, too. So, like, the bit starts, like, 10, a.m., 10 p.m., goes to, like, the late hours. Mm-hmm. We all in the, in the studio downloaded Tinder, mm-hmm. created profiles to mm-hmm. see who would get the most matches by the end of the show. We had a couple guests in studio, uh, another host, myself. We did this. Yeah. I, I got a decent amount of matches, but I, 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 I didn't win. Don't mind if I say so myself. I didn't win, though, because there were, there were females playing, and like that's just oh, not that the fair. cheating. I know. You had to even almost like vote on a curve. Uh, but one of, one of uh, Betty's one. cousins who lives in Chicago okay. saw me on it and immediately sent it to Betty. Yeah. So like by next morning, I woke up to, what is this? 
And you I was gotta like, have the conversation up front. I know. It just it happened. It was organic. I've done the same thing. I've done you know Valentine's Day bits where similar situations uh-huh. panned out, and before I even left work that day, I get blown up by. The allies, you yep. know? Uh-huh. I know. you, you got to be upfront though. about it. I'm, I'm happy they protect. But at um, the same time, do not, definitely do not, a thousand percent, just for your own. Here. Just, you know, if you do, just use the old <laughs> avatar, buddy. Just search generic man and find Chris yourself Collins. a new account. <laughs> Chris Collins, generic man. Quick break. Not not exactly generic, actually. A little a little less than. I think I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a little below average. ABC forecast. uh from the heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly cloudy skies, cooler. It is currently 40 degrees. There was a high of 51 today. Winds calm down in the afternoon. Seems pretty calm outside right now. Tonight, cloudy skies with stray showers possible, low of 40. Then, hey, it doesn't look like there's going to be rain on uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, so that's good. Uh, more clouds than sun, high of 58. Definitely rain Thursday. Rain showers and maybe even a thunderstorm, high of 64. Then Friday, sunny and cooler, a high of 49. So up and down weather, but uh, the temperature sounds pretty good. I almost did um, my my e-scooter into work today. John Davies. Cool WBQ guy over here. here. Watch out, folks. I, I kind of like to, like it saves on gas and stuff. So like you got there's... a high visibility vest? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. I got to be safety first, Craig. I actually wear a, safety first, a bicycle helmet um, while I'm riding on the scooter, and I have leather gloves, uh, or batting gloves, actually, are two cool. different options. So those are things that I do. How is the horn? There's no horn. No. I don't think there. There might be a little bell, like a ding, ding, ding. But that's. Uh, I also go sidewalk. I use the e-scooter on sidewalk, which okay. I think is not allowed. Uh, and I'm, I'm admitting that on the air. What'd you get that bad boy up to? <laughs> 16, nice. 17 miles per hour. That's, I mean, if I'm that's down slope, dangerous maybe fall. Watch out for those potholes, it my would, man. It would definitely hurt. That would be a hurtful fall. And right? wave to Craig this summer when you see him riding a scooter to work. <laughs> yeah, you should. Maybe pick me up and give me a ride. I wouldn't hate it. Because I don't know. May, I haven't seen many of those throughout town. So like, I'm the only one. Definitely I actually, Craig. I created a Facebook group and I tried. I'm the only guy. No I thought else. about getting a Vespa, but I was just like, everyone's going to know it's me all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. No, the yeah. Vespa guy. Yep. There, there's Craig again. He's doing the... I can't go a bunch of places. Anyway, to finish my weather, 40 <laughs> degrees in Bloomington. <laughs> it's Craig Collins, Joe. AM 1230 WJBC. Um, would you ever want to compete in like one of those less popular competitions? Don't, I don't know a good way to say it. Like, hmm. you know, off-brand, um, a little bit. Uh, here's this is what I'm trying to say. Mullet Give me a fest, show. Oh. Mullet fest took place recently. Cool. Would you ever want to compete in something like a mullet fest? <sighs> Only if you can win, though, right? Like I, I mean, wouldn't want to grow out the mullet. You look like a doofus. Well, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the time, part of the time. But on Mullet Day, man, it's your Super Bowl. That is your day to shine. I didn't realize that this was a thing until I moved here to Bloomington and yeah. kind of got involved in the hockey scene. Mm-hmm. But in the likes of Minnesota and Michigan and for their state hockey competitions, a part of the lore of being a great team is having great hair. Oh, nice. So when these state finals happen, everyone gets their intro and yeah. half of the hype <laughs> Of the state finals are the haircuts, and more than more than half of them are just wicked mullets, baby. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't know. it's pretty great. I mean, I'll share the link for you and let you check out some sweet hair. Rob Ayton is 31 years old. He's a graphic designer, so he's got a good job to have a, a ridiculous mullet. And he recently won the— Working from home? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he recently won the Mullet Fest, and he was stoked, man. The photos of him just seem very happy to be the winner. I— the thing is, though, of all the other people who competed, like they grew out, you know, competition-sized mullet, and then they don't win. That's got to be a devastating day, you know. 
And then honestly, yeah. like, there's a mom somewhere in the audience. Like, I told you to cut it. Good try, buddy. You. No, the opposite. You. <laughs> no. My mother would very much be the opposite. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Miller's whole thing, competing in beards and mustaches. Yeah, that's cool. Beards yeah. and mustaches are cool to have. People like myself can't grow them. Pretty much everyone can grow a mold if you put your mind to it. It's true. Anybody and they can. look gnarly, baby. Right. Well, and and Scott Miller, our morning show guy, he's sort of like trademarked known now for the like that's a yeah, I think that's his a different beard's thing. kind of his like shtick. Well, but he's but you could, I mean Craig, if you want to be the mullet guy, no one's stopping I you, know. my man. He's a radio guy, and he's very recognizable when he goes out places because you you see the the Scott Miller beard. So I think that actually is to his benefit in this industry. Dude, I don't. There's no difference between being the beard guy and, and being the, the mullet, mullet guy. guy. I, I mean, don't know if it's to the benefit of Rob Eight and the graphic designer to have his mullet. So for for. Everyone, you know, it depends on the gig. The thing is, Craig, if you do grow out the mullet, let me know. We'll get you some <laughs> jean shorts. We'll get I'm you not, a cut-off denim jacket. See, I've stepped in it one too many times in the show for being a yes-end kind of guy, and you're forcing the mullet, and I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm not forcing it, man. I'm we'll going to go you a, no. We'll get you an American flag for the scooter. I'm going to say no this time. I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to say no. All what, right, American bro. flag on my like my baseball helmet or whatever it is. Ooh, my, we could do that. We could yeah. deck you out a little bit. So like yeah. I'm riding it, and the Trick flag is flapping in get the wind. Get you some spinners for your rims. I don't want to do this. Why? I, now you I'm gonna, sort of thinking I might. Are you going to ride the scooter in the parade this weekend? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. I should. I should. That is a great idea. You're welcome. It only lasts like an hour or so, it's so the not scooter even might that die. Far, man. Okay. Make I'm, sure, yeah. Charge it Friday. Yeah. Ride that bad boy Saturday. If you see a scooter, you know it's Craig. I'm going to do it. The I'm gonna, beads are coming your way, my it's, man. It's going to be it's difficult. It's a reverse parade. They're going to throw stuff at you. It's going to be difficult to throw them things while on the on the scooter. Just like wave, it's a, baby. Give okay. them the best man of white. All right, I will. Well, now maybe I'll, you know, are you in the parade? I I will be with my radio station, WBQ. Oh. All right. Are you, well, you do re- interviews here, though. You could, you could, you know. You could uh, bleed. Depending, uh, float you could around. bleed in. I was like, hey, it's Craig from Well, radio. I'm going to need somebody to hand me stuff while I'm on the scooter to throw at people. No, man. Just like any scooter driver knows, you get you a satchel. <laughs> Oh, this is getting. I got worse a couple. If you need to borrow one, Craig, all the time. Uh, I got a question for you, as a guy on the music station. You, uh, you probably talked to some musicians, some singers, some people. Uh, the dedication of the craft is 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 intense, right? You got to you got to get good, and then a performance. You got to take it seriously. Uh, Adam Levine actually was in the news a couple weeks ago for doing a really terrible performance. I think he was in some country. I forget which one. Maybe Brazil. That's the Maroon like, Five guy, by Maroon the way. Maroon Five guy, yeah. And he he did like a, a a half-hearted on like live performance thing, and people booed him. Um, I don't know if commitment needs to be this hard though. There is a Russian singer, a pop singer, who fell off of a stage <sighs> during International Women's Day. She was performing for International Women's Day. Oh no! Ten foot fall into the <gasps> orchestra pit. She's okay, by the way. For anyone worried, she has a foot fracture and stuff, but she'll be fine. Sang the entire time down. I can't believe it happened. I have video I'll share on social media. She went off the stage. Like, she even, you can see her losing her balance, knowing she's going down. Slow and clap, baby. She doesn't stop her singing <laughs> until she hits the ground. And then it's only momentary, and she finishes the song like a champ. We need to get this lady to be Fergie's <laughs> vocal, co- vocal coach. If anyone it's knows what I'm idea. talking about, NBA All-Star Game a few years back yeah. is probably the worst rendition of any national anthem right. ever performed. Right, and again, like that's televised. Right, you got to commit. You've got to be ready. Uh, there were only 1,300 people uh, total at the event, too. Regardless, respect. Didn't care. She was. She was. I'm singing the whole Amazing. way down into the pit. And again, she's got a fractured foot. She's got some bruising. She will be okay. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get there. I, I think that if I fell in a 10-foot pit right now, I would stop the radio show. <laughs> I wouldn't keep going. Calling it a day. 
Going not, home early. Not forever. I mean, no, for just, the day. just for the day, yeah. for sure. Definitely just like, going to stop what I'm currently well, doing and deal with my fractured foot. And look, I, I might uh, make a little bit of fun of the amount of uh, insecurity about coronavirus, but it's much more rational than my fear of sinkholes. <laughs> but if a sinkhole got me, man... <laughs> Like, it, that would be exactly what would happen. Your childhood fear of quicksand is, like, still It, it manifested, yeah. <laughs> My childhood quicksand thing turned into a sinkhole thing. Because, like, look. You're not Indiana Jones, my man. I, well, maybe a little. <laughs> you never know. But, like, does it happen in Illinois? No. We, we don't have sinkholes here. We don't do it at all. But, like, Florida does. There was a guy sitting in his living room one day swallowed by a sinkhole, man. It happened. It happened somewhere in this country. When you see Craig on a scooter swerving potholes, look, it's actually his fear of sinkholes. It is. It is. Truthfully, like that could be much deeper than I see. I don't know how deep that is. Even if there's water in it, who knows how long it's been collecting. This is amazing. No, it's it's I. People don't understand that it's a joke, too. By the way, because like I, they do find it humorous, but at the same time, man, I'm like legitimately if, scared. Well, but of all the things to get you. Like if if CNN sucked into a hole, yeah, that's pretty terrifying. If CNN did round the clock coverage on sinkholes, if they did just one day of like breaking news every few minutes was sinkhole related, I would not tune away. I would be on the whole time. I'd be like, and here's the latest: you don't know about it, but sinkholes are waiting to strike. I wouldn't turn that off. I have a perfect April Fool's prank for Neil (laughs) and Blake, just to get you. Don't tell them. No one tell them. Quick break. A lot more at AM twelve thirty WJBC. Is this? Is this? Yeah, it seems pretty hard. The the JBC. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I get a special treat. Uh, WBNQ's John Davies hangs out with me for an hour. Uh, because I was doing the mornings over there with you when you needed some help. I need you in May. Yeah. Okay, cool. You need me in May. And then I was like, hey, I need you twice a week, every week, and no one is getting replaced. This is just a favor you do forever. Oh, it's, I, I <laughs> genuinely enjoy being over awesome. here. It's a lot of fun. Thrilled to have you in studio. Uh, I want to ask you about something Elon Musk said recently. Ooh, cool. Uh, yeah, Elon Musk, interesting guy. Love um, this guy. I think he is the epitome of the closest thing we'll ever have to like a true supervillain, but he's not necessarily evil. Okay. I didn't know where you were going. I didn't know if it was going to be like What's full the guy? Play? That fights uh, Superman. What's his name? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. I think if things were to go poorly with sure. Elon Musk and maybe some representation <laughs> of power, Elon Musk could go rogue and yeah. we'd see our first true supervillain. But he's a nice guy. I'm just I saying say, that because it makes sense in comic books. I, and you get that. I would say if Elon Musk found kryptonite, he would definitely hoard it on the off chance that Superman also became a Don't know a that thing. he doesn't, man. We don't, we don't know. You're right. <laughs> he's he's the guy that would find it. He's going to space, right. man. <laughs> Oh, man, I love that. I want to go, by the way, to space. I was talking about that. I think I made Neil Doyle right before break say yes or no, will I one day be in space during my lifetime? And he went yes. And I was happy to hear Neil do that. Wow. I, well, because, you need to get out of radio, brother. Because well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to space. Because it's expensive to get know, to space. I know. <laughs> well, but maybe I'll be brought as a friend. Like okay. Maybe I'll meet that one guy or, or lady that's like, hey, Craig, you gotta, you'll just be my plus one cool. into space. Yeah. That or it just gets so easy. Or it's a sponsored thing. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. See? It's going to happen. It's not scary, gang. Come with me. Right. I'm going to broadcast from space today. <laughs> anyway. Elon Musk said that college is not for learning. He said it is for fun. Uh, he said that you don't really need to go to school if you want, you know, career aspirations. But it's it's the kind of thing you do to grow yourself socially. Uh, I think the exact quote is, I think colleges are basically for fun and to prove you can do your chores, but they're not really for learning. Do you agree or disagree with an Elon Musk? I think everyone learns differently. Yeah. I think college is a great place to learn about yourself, Mm -hmm. which kind of ties into what he's saying. Yeah. Um, I think 
a lot of life is how much you put into it. Sure. And for a lot of people, college was a good time. And through those good times, you network, you make connections, Uh both professionally and personally, Mm -hmm. and people grow. They do. But when it comes to learning, you can learn anything that you're going to learn in college on your own if you're that driven. A lot of us live in the parameters that we need college to get to where we are. I think the biggest, um, and I don't consider it still a misconception, I think it's true, but I do think it's changing. Um, The the biggest thing is, is going to college and having a degree at least for my generation, at least for millennials, uh, your generation, John, is that it felt like a, a ticket in. Mm-hmm. It felt like it, it wasn't even relevant what I studied, although I did study uh, broadcasting because I started to like it while I was in college. Um, but that wouldn't be relevant. And I guess in my career, maybe it doesn't, doesn't matter as much. There are a bunch of people who don't have college degrees in this, in this profession. Uh, but it feels like for most of us, you needed one. No matter what you wanted to do, no matter how much uh, you'd actually learned during the four years or five you went to school, depending on who you are, um, when you got out, you sent that in with your resume, and that's how you got the phone call back. That piece of paper, that mm-hmm. statement, I graduated this. The box was checked. The box was checked. If it wasn't checked, especially with the technology now, like if you apply to a job online, uh, bad news, there is a system, an algorithm that sorts it out before an HR person even looks at it. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't have a college degree and you apply to a job that requires one, you're not even Whoop. in the pile by the time a human looks. 100%. So that, that's the reason we all went, in my opinion. Not because I truthfully thought my education, like I'd know all the things professionally I needed to know when I was done to, to get a job. I learned a lot of stuff in my industry by having a job in my field. But when people tell you, you know, uh, maybe people of a different generation, just go learn on the job, I think they're underestimating what for us felt very much like a, a hurdle that needed to be jumped. I need to have a degree. Without it, I just I can't, um, you know, get in the room to convince someone to hire me. Sure, but, I mean, at the same time, so many of my friends don't work in anything that they studied. Exactly. That wasn't the point. The point was to just go. To go get the four years and say, look, it's not this. Necess- see, but, like, his whole point is... Is, you know, you don't learn in college. You party and then you prove that right. you checked the box. Right. But I think Elon Musk is of a unique breed yeah. as he's trying to colonize Mars. <laughs> <laughs> with me, with radio hosts. I'm We're down. Going, I'm down. Did you, did you see that they found something that's very similar to early life on Mars and like the water? Like these little organisms and stuff? Aliens? Well, they could be. I mean, right now it's essentially like the little... Play the bed, Craig. <laughs> Uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Aliens. The Illuminati. Is it an inside job? Are lizard people people too? These are all I don't questions know. that keep Craig Collins up at night. I don't sleep well. It's time for another Craig Conspiracy. Yeah. Take me to your leader, Craig Collins. Every time you play this bed, have you ever watched Ancient Aliens on the History Channel? No. Do you know the meme of the guy that's got crazy hands? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Aliens. You see like, me turn into that guy? When I did that, when I did this whole intro, <laughs> that's the guy... You were picturing. Voicing this. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, now I'm almost out of time. Now I don't even have it. Yeah, they, they found organisms on Mars that would be akin to early life here before it developed into creatures and things. And so if we just leave it alone and that continues to exist, if it's, if it's new, you know, maybe there's life on Mars without us. Maybe we don't even have to go. We'll ruin it. You think so? You probably. Think we probably already did, actually. Probably. All right, quick break. A lot more. From Hardyville, Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder. Rest of today, mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, still cloudy. A few showers possible, low dropping to 37. Tomorrow, some light showers early, then partly sunny skies, a high of 54. For Thursday, showers with thunderstorms possible, high of 62. Then Friday, partly sunny and a high of 40. 
Right now, 40 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. He's the biggest Yankee fan in the Midwest. Back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Hey there, Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, talking about all kinds of stuff today, but of course, coronavirus is very much in the news. You know, there's also going to be voting. <laughs> People are going to be voting in primaries today. It might be the end of uh, the Democratic side of the competition. Uh, if Joe Biden does incredibly well today, there, there might not be a lot left to talk about. Uh, there are six primaries that could really decide this race, according to a few different of the articles that I I read about it today. Um, and so we'll we'll see what happens. But that is that's other news uh, that is in the you know world. Uh, I don't know that it's news we're covering quite as much, but it's Super Tuesday number two, um, and there's a, there's a lot of different voting happening, and you know um, at least six different primaries according to uh, a few different places might might be big. Michigan is a big prize. Uh, there's a lot of them uh, out there, though. So I, I don't know. Do you even care? <laughs> I don't know if I should ask that question. Eight two nine two three four five. Do we? Are we going to like take a break? I actually, I think it was Mark Strauss just said if this is still going on in November, uh, which I can't fathom uh, the the odds of that being a thing. I just can't even think about it. But do you start like canceling voting things? Like even Super Tuesday number two? Do we contemplate at all not telling a lot of people to go out and vote? today because of fear that they'll all be in the same place at the same time? I, I don't know. Uh, but that is where we've gotten as far as the amount of news coverage for coronavirus, the things being canceled. Uh, I have a, a story about the Olympics, too, that I'll get to in a little bit, because if that actually is something that that doesn't happen, or at least happens without an audience, it will have lasting um, uh, impact on the organizations that are involved in the Olympics, on Japan for sure for hosting it. There's so many things that would be um, tremendously different. Um, and I think actually there'd be a lot of struggle to recover if we just call one off entirely. But we'll see. That's uh, that's a different thing. I'm going to shift gears for just a second. Brian, one of our regular callers, was calling in uh, telling me that it's Chuck Norris's birthday, which it is. I heard on Mark's show, I heard on uh, Scott's show that, you know, they hit the birthdays more than I do. But I will do Chuck Norris's just because of the Chuck Norris jokes, which at one time were abundantly uh, social and popular and everybody out there would make them all the time. And then just a smaller group of us still make them now and it doesn't go as well. But I do have some favorites. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Chuck Norris is a punchline for toughness. He is, if you want to just say someone out there is like the toughest guy ever, uh, for a while it was viral. We all made those jokes about Chuck Norris. My favorite Chuck Norris joke Chuck Norris doesn't climb trees. He just pulls them down and walks on top of them. <laughs> I'd love to see that happen in real life. Or Chuck Norris uh, sleeps with a nightlight, not because Chuck Norris is afraid of the dark, but because the dark is afraid of Chuck Norris. That is a pretty good joke. Um, I don't know if you guys have them out there, and if, Brian, you want to reach out on the show at some point, but I'll let you do your Chuck Norris jokes live on the air. Uh, and I also would love to hear from anyone, 829-2345, that is more interested in the political things going on today than the coronavirus things going on. But... I will continue to cover what is in the news uh, and coronavirus. Now they're actually telling you how to wash your hands if you use things like hand sanitizer. Last week, I think it was the tip on how to wash your hands with water. Uh, you got to go at least 20, 30 seconds. I say you got to sing the refrain to Toto's Africa. It's a perfect 20 seconds. It'll get you through and you don't have to seem like you're singing yourself happy birthday every single day if that's the way you want to go. Also, now there are tips on how to clean your hands via hand sanitizer, how much to use, how to clean your phone. 
Uh, a lot of people are unsure of how often your phone should be cleaned or maybe what to to use to clean it. And that's not a good sign. That That's why we might be in some of these situations in the first place, people. If you don't know how to clean a piece of technology, a phone, whether or not it's it's waterproof, like that's you should regularly be doing this anyway. If you have a telephone, you should first know a cell phone, and most everyone does, that it's like the dirtiest thing you have. It's the most germs of anything that you interact with. It's this guy. I'm holding my phone right now. You should be cleaning it regularly, and you should use just alcohol. Just rubbing alcohol is the best thing to do. 70% uh, is fine, um, and you just get you know some kind of cloth or something, and, and you clean the phone. No need to purchase wipes or any of that other stuff. It's $1.00 for the rubbing alcohol, and you clean it with a, a cloth and or something that's not going to scratch up your phone, that's not that hard to do. If you have glasses, it's the pretty much the same thing there. Um, or if you've ever cleaned anything that's glass, it's uh, it's not that hard. And if you you know don't want to do it that way, you can just go rogue, do anything. Do Clor- Clorox, do whatever you want on here. I use Clorox wipes sometimes while I'm at work just to make sure it's super extra clean. I don't know what that's doing to my phone, but I don't care. At least the germs are dead, and I clean this thing often, a few times probably a week because the you know if your hands are dirty if you have things in your life that get germs on them there's a high likelihood they also went to the phone that's just a thing that happens so do your best to to clean that up i don't know a lot of these tips the the hand washing tips with a um with a you know uh what is it the uh, this guy right here let me hold on i gotta grab this uh, this right here you got antibacterial hand gel is what i have in studio you know it's the water free you put it on the hands cover all the hands enough and then I, I rub them together for a few seconds, and they feel pretty good. It feels like everything's been spread around, and boom, there you go. I've cleaned my hands. I'm exci- excited and successful. Uh, caller, what's your name? It's Brian. Hey, and buddy. We don't, why do we have to be so clean? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we... Like, I, I just... How do you build up an immune system if you're this clean? You know, that is a great point. They say that, that kids are getting sick and even and he, having more he, allergies. <laughs> they're, they're kids. I go ahead. <laughs> I read something else, and I can't remember exactly who it was by, but it was actually by a credible source that they did studies that that kids that eat their boogers were less sick because they because <laughs> it did exactly what I'm saying, like it built up an immunity. You got it right. Stuff. So yes, yeah, so, I mean you get too clean to a certain point, and it does happen. But you know, right now we're freaking out about coronavirus. We are, yeah, no, and honestly, like I I tell everyone, continue to follow all the guidelines they're saying to protect yourself from that. But you're right, actually, they say that allergies are more prevalent now than ever before because kids are kept away from so many things. They wind up having more things they're allergic to. When if you just built up immunity to those things, you'd be you'd be fine. Um, it's Chuck Norris's birthday, man. Do you want to give us a Chuck Norris joke? Oh yeah, so Chuck Norris. Went down to the Virgin Islands last week to celebrate his birthday, sure. and he came back, and now it's just called the island. <laughs> Thank That's you right. for that, man. Thank you, everybody. There you go. No, have nice. One, right? I, I should have my rim shot ready. Thank you, man. Good job. I'll talk to you later, bud. There you go. Brian with his favorite Chuck Norris joke in honor of Chuck Norris's birthday. Uh, but if you need any tips, maybe I'll share some on the social medias for how to clean your phone, your hands, anything. I mean, err on the side of caution. If you want to clean things, do it for longer than you feel like you should. That's how I brush my teeth, by the way. My whole life, I've always been like a faster tooth brusher, a faster uh, brusher of my teeth. And so I just do it for a lot. I like just go back a second or a third time to make sure I really got everything clean in there. And that's a life hack. That's all you need to do. So if you're a fast hand washer, just go in for round two or round three, and you've probably effectively helped yourself and you don't need 
all the many tips that exist out there in the world. A quick break, a lot more on AM 1230. Free in your app store. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. Hey there, Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I found a study talking about happiness. I figured today, you know what we need to do? We need to understand happiness a little better. Right now in our lives with all the different news items going on, all the different ways in which you can be afraid, uh, a good thing to focus on is how to be a little bit, uh, you know, uh, more smiley in your day every single day. And a new study uh, that uh, was published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology, a book that I, a journal that I think I need, um, but a new study demonstrated after following around 7,500 people that it's not purchases, it's not items, it's not things that make you happier in life, which might be shocking uh, to some, probably not shocking to a lot of us, it's experiences. The study looked into, from the University of Pennsylvania, two different things, how people reacted with big purchases, small purchases, all kinds of things, gifts or things that you bought yourself, just items, just any kind of items and how much you'd want them, et cetera, and how happy you were when you got them compared to any kind of experience. And that can be as little as, you know, a $5 ice cream cone. You go out and you grab a $5 ice cream cone and you eat it with family. That is technically an experience, so it's, it's just a tad different. And I remember a study similar to this coming out, I don't know, maybe uh, two years ago or something like that, and I'm sure there have been others, but I, I found it, mentioned it to my wife, and we started giving experiences as gifts instead of things. Uh, we did it with my brother's family first. We actually took him to a Yankee game uh, while we were all in New York. Uh, I had known that there'd be a mutual trip where we'd all be on the East Coast. I'm like, hey, brother, I want to take your kids to a Yankee game. Now, granted, that was more <laughs> an experience for me than anybody else. They're not Yankee fans, but now they are. They all cheer on the Yankees, and they loved that uh, trip, and it was a really fun time. And so it's stuff like that. We try as much as we can. I think we've brought them to, like, laser tag and things instead of giving them uh, a, you know, a toy or something for for Christmas. We're doing the same things with a lot of our, our friends. It's just any time that you can err on the side of, of doing something as opposed to just giving someone a thing, and it will make them much happier. The, the study demonstrated that in the long run, the reason why an experience is better than a gift is the memory of the experience. Now, granted, I guess as a child, I, I like remember certain toys that I had and things. So on the off chance that it's one of those items that wind up being seminal in your life, like, sure, I think there's probably a couple exceptions. But for the most part, it, it's true. Anything you look back on now as an adult, however you know old you are, a majority of the things that are going to make you smile are, are the experience, the people you were with and the thing that you did way more than the thing that you, you bought or the thing that someone someone gave you. So, you know, it's kind of an uplifting, a different note on a day like today. If you want to be happier, go out and do stuff. Just do any kind, do it alone, do it with other people, whatever you want to do, just do stuff and it will make you a happier person than, you know, going out and grabbing something uh, fancy. Uh, in other news, and this should scare me. Uh, it doesn't. I don't know why. Uh, high-tech crooks can now hack voice assistants, things like Amazon's Alexa or um, you know Siri, whatever it is, via ultrasonic commands that we can't hear. They can somehow hack into these voice assistants, give them commands, figure things out. Uh, this research was done at Michigan State University and a few other places. They demonstrated that the newest, you know, hack, the newest way out there that you can eventually have things compromised is a technique. It, it's about a $5 piece of equipment they need, and it sends these ultrasonic signals that for some reason the voice assistant can interact with, and you, it's a secret language. 
Robots are talking their own language. It's a thing that's happening. Uh, they're not exactly sentient yet, but they can. They can talk to each other. They can steal your stuff. And uh, it doesn't worry me at all. And I don't know why. I actually saw a meme uh, that I thought was pretty funny the other day about, like, in the 1970s, people were afraid that their phones would be tapped by the government. So they would, you know, do everything they could to to have awareness for that. And I don't know how prevalent that was. I just, I believed it. It was a picture on the Internet. Tell me if it was ever a thing you were afraid of. And now, you know, our things are hacked. They are being spied on a lot. And we just asked them for, like, soup recipes. So now in, it's totally different than in the 70s. You're like, hey, wiretap, can you tell me how to make this, uh, this lobster taste better? And uh, no one really cares. I, I certainly don't care. I don't mind at all. I got to take a break. A lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. Um, uh, Brian, I'm not sure if uh, Curiosity Daily has looked into that story, but I'll send it to Cody. You just asked me a question on the social medias. Uh, I will ask them because it is. It's a better thing experiences you know an experience that's great listening to the curiosity daily podcast forecast comes from heart of illinois abc chief meteorologist brian walder we'll see lingering cloud cover throughout the rest of the day today mostly cloudy skies will continue overnight tonight we can't allow a couple of light showers moving in late tonight into tomorrow morning but chances are low and some of us not even seeing any rainfall Otherwise, a cloudy Wednesday for us. High temperatures reaching the mid-50s by the afternoon. And we're warmer on Thursday with high temperatures in the low 60s. We'll see some rain showers back in the forecast, possibly even a couple rumbles of thunder. But dry weather and sunshine returns on Friday. We will be a little bit cooler on Friday with high temperatures in the upper 40s. Temperatures continue to drop as we head into the weekend. We'll only be in the low 40s for highs on Saturday. Some rain showers possible and can't rule out the chance of some snow mixing in at times. I think precipitation is gone for Sunday, but high temperatures will remain in the 40s. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Thanks, Brian. Right now, 40 degrees. More news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Hey there, Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, there is other stuff going on in the world other than uh, than the coronavirus stuff. It is Super Tuesday number two uh, happening right now. A couple quick updates from things going on with, uh, with the Democratic side of the aisle. Joe Biden uh, is in the news, I guess, for yet another misstep, I would say. It's, some people say... That when you laugh at uh, his his misspoken things or you laugh at his his memory gaffes or any of the different ways in which Biden doesn't seem capable of navigating, you know, conversation uh, that you're being ageist, that it's because he's old er uh, he's not, you know, terribly, terribly old, but he's old er that that's why that happens or that he had a stutter as a kid. And that's why he struggles with these things. He's been a politician for a while and he's known to be a guy that'll put his foot in his mouth every so often. This is not a new thing. This is not something that's brand new with a Biden. This was years ago when he was vice president. People would joke that he was a liability then if you sent him out in public alone because you you didn't really know what he was going to say. It's part of the reason why Barack Obama, um, for all the influence that he still wields on that side of the aisle, hasn't really come and endorsed the guy. Uh, Hasn't done a lot of, you know, being there at speaking engagements, etc. He's not... You know, the kind of president and vice president relationship you expect where he's showing up everywhere. That's not the relationship. And I think that's partially a reflection of, you know, um, again, the same problem. Joe Biden was in Detroit talking to people about 
whatever. And uh, as he's trying to leave, I guess some of the people in one of the factories that he was talking to asked him about gun rights, and they sort of accused him of being someone that's not friendly to the Second Amendment. He then yelled at those people with cameras capturing this, because we all have one. Every single one of us has a camera in our pocket uh, telling the person that they were full of words. Yeah, he, he used something different. He said something I can't say on the radio, that they were full of it, and that uh, he supports the Second Amendment. And then he kind of yelled at people. Um, and the people, you know, started to talk back. And I even heard someone in the video, which I won't play, uh, but someone go, go get him, go get him, because they're, you know, arguing back and forth. And Biden told the worker, you got to work with me, man, et cetera. But just the way in which he navigates that. And he said that the person was full of horse stuff. Um, but just the, the things he says compared. And I think that he believes probably that this makes him more of a real person. But there, there's probably a better way to navigate those things, those conversations, when you've got a voter in front of you, a voter that maybe you're trying to, to turn around. And look, I know uh, if you're a supporter of the guy on the other side, he says a lot of stuff. He says he tweets a lot of things, uh, a lot of, you know, things a lot of us probably wouldn't say. Uh, President Trump at times is like that friend you have that that drinks a lot of the bar and then says a lot of stuff that you wish he wouldn't. That's a thing that happens. But for whatever reason, it works on that side of the aisle. I don't know that it's going to work and be beneficial for Joe Biden to be calling factory workers in Detroit uh, full of, you know, things. And then Bernie Sanders is also in the news. He just canceled a, a rally. His Ohio rally is canceled due to fear of the coronavirus. And maybe that's more for Bernie's sake than anyone else. This guy did have a heart attack recently, so maybe this is a smart way to protect him. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this helps the guy. The guy is not necessarily doing well. If Biden does well today, it might be the end of the guy's campaign, and he's, he's canceling rallies, and maybe that's some other reason. I'm sure there's a, bu- a bunch of people out there that assume this is getting canceled. Um, Bernie Sanders did do an interview recently where he said... He would support Joe Biden if he were the nominee, something that I don't think he's said a lot recently. So it seems like maybe Bernie is is reading the tea leaves. I don't know what this is, but this is a, a weird look, too, in a way. I mean, I guess it's a it's a good thing. You cancel a rally. I, I, I don't know if it's just my own sense of this stuff. I don't know if it's if I'm so alone in this thought. But shouldn't we have the freedom to choose to go to things? Isn't that something that we should all have? Uh, to cancel big events because people might get sick at them is surprising to me when the reality should be similar to what airlines are doing right now. They're offering you your money back. Uh, a bunch of flights are happening with almost no one on them. I saw a, a video of some an, a flight attendant showing empty seats, and it's only because they got to fly to one place to pick up people there. So some of these you know short flights between, say, a Peoria or a Bloomington and a Chicago are totally empty because no one's flying, and then the bigger flight probably has more people on it than, than zero. Uh, but it's, it's just a, a byproduct of our reaction to trying as best we can to protect people, quarantine people, all that different stuff. But when it comes to these big events, uh, a presidential campaign, you know, March Madness, whatever, um, if you choose to go, we should educate the public in knowing that sick people might go. Uh, there's a guy that broke quarantine I can't remember where he was, but there was a guy that he broke it to go to a daddy-daughter dance. His One of his family members was sick, not him, and he and his daughter, who was not sick, he had another kid that was not ill, they went to a daddy-daughter dance and everybody got quarantined. It's a thing that happened, and it's probably the right response to make sure nobody else is sick, make sure they're not ill, etc., uh, but we should just be educating the, the world, educating the public. If you go, 
you risk the chance that someone else goes who shouldn't be there. And they get, but you can still go. Canceling it is, it's the anti, and I, I don't want to get on this high horse. I hate that, that take, but it's, it's not freedom. <laughs> I don't want to say it like that. I don't, I'm trying to stop myself. It's just not, though. Like, if, if I want to go on a thing and I'm not sick and I, I accept the risk that I could get sick, I, should be allowed to go. That's my opinion. So I don't think all these things should be canceled. I just think it's we're going crazy. There's a, a restaurant in L.A. that's taking people's temperature when they walk in. Uh, it's just every single person, I guess, and I hope that's clean because that would be a very easy way to transmit things if they're not doing that right. Um, but they're they're checking for fevers before they seat people to make sure that everyone there is, quote-unquote, healthy. And that also is just wildly misunderstanding coronavirus because a legitimate large amount of people have mild symptoms, have no fever, can transmit it well before they're showing signs. So the restaurant in L.A., what you're actually doing is not even an effective deterrent, just so you know. Uh, caller, what's your name? That's Jim. What do you want to say, bud? Um, you know, it, I could, I agree with you. You know, people should have the right to choose. I mean, they're canceling all these music festivals yeah. and... I believe they were canceled like a wrestling tournament or a boxing tournament. Yeah. And it's just people should have the right to choose whether they want to go out in public or not. The media is just scaring people to death and they're wanting to go hoard everything they can from the stores and correct. Uh, Jim, in, case, in case they have to stay inside for weeks. Correct. People like me, people on all the different television stations, people everywhere that are that are you know entertaining or whatever it is we're doing, we should also be informing people that if you go to places in public right now, you do whatever the percentage. And here in Bloomington and, and Normal, I think it's it's pretty close to zero. But whatever the percentage is that you could get sick, and honestly, that's the flu as much as anything else. But by going to places in public you can catch things that other people in public have, so you should know that, but I'm not going to cancel the thing. You can go. Half the audience can show up instead of the whole audience, you know, and the other people can have their refund, um, but I don't need to cancel it to prevent people from getting sick at it because it's it's a choice. It's a choice that I get to make, you know? Uh, when you're being told that all you have to do is make sure and wash your hands like yes. anyone else should... I mean, you know, that's, that's not a, a, yeah, that's not 100% like uh, droplets can get in the air and you can breathe them in. So if someone coughs around you, and I think one of the reasons we were so afraid of that Amtrak thing that happened when the person took the Amtrak uh, from Chicago to St. Louis and went through here is technically like droplets can land on, on you know, a, a pole or somewhere. They can just land on, on ground wherever and stay for a while. So there is a chance that you can inhale something and get something still. But even then, man, like, yeah. Do everything you can. Take all the precautions. I, I would say, I would say you ahead. have a better chance of catching a head cold the flu than you do the coronavirus. <laughs> I, I think you might be right about that for sure. Um, but, again, I, I, I just don't know why we're canceling it all. I, I get being afraid. I do. If you're afraid, if you're in an at-risk group, and some groups, the elderly and immunocompromised people, have much higher risk than everyone else, uh, do it. Self, self-quarantine. Do whatever you want to do to be you. But if, if you also don't, if you're not afraid and you want to go, uh, we should be able to go to stuff. <laughs> Thank you for calling, yes. Jim. Yeah, have a nice day. Awesome. Thanks. You too. I, I, they're talking about canceling the Olympics. I have this story in front of me about how that would just be detrimental to the International Olympic Committee. Uh, 11,000 different employees work for them. Uh, 4,400 different uh, Paralympic athletes uh, work 
and you know uh, gain things by going and competing in these events. Eighty thousand unpaid volunteers uh, are missing out on a once in a lifetime opportunity if they start pulling back on this stuff. They're already ending. Uh, I think there's not going to be a fan attendance for the opening ceremonies. You're just going to see the lighting of the torch and all that stuff without people, which will be weird. But it's and I honestly, I just did a story last half hour about how happiness comes from experience more so than buying things. I didn't even realize they're connected, uh, but they are. If you take away the opportunity for people to go to an Olympics and this is the one they could go to. I mean, and I know I'm getting messages from a few different people saying insurance is playing a huge part in all this. If a venue holds an event, knowing they were putting people at risk, could they get sued for it? I don't know. I don't know. People don't get sued for the flu. If you go to a a March Madness game and you get the flu, do you try to sue the venue? No, you don't. So (laughs) would it happen in the coronavirus fear world? I'm sure it would happen. People sue for anything. But would it be a successful uh, lawsuit? That I'm not sure about. And more importantly, and again, this is just me, and I hate that I'm going, I don't want to make it to like, America is free, but it is. We're supposed to be allowed to make decisions that we want to make. And uh, yeah, right now it seems like because of a a fear that, that I'm saying is more justified than maybe it sounds like I'm saying it is. I get it if you're afraid. You do you. But if, if that's not how you feel, I don't know. All right. Time for more Craig Collins-style news on WJBC. Shifting gears, uh, moving away from the uh, topic that you're seeing all over the Internet, all over TV, uh, everywhere. Uh, when is it better to exercise, in the morning or at night? That is the question. Research has told us uh, at least what they think the answer is. Neil, you still doing the why in the morning? I have been. I've been bad this week. I have not gone yet. And you're lifting when you go to the Y? Yeah, I do a little bit of cardio, mm-hmm. lift just a little bit. What just, do you think? Uh, for you, at least, maybe specifically, do you think it's better in the morning or do you like a, a, an evening workout? For me personally, I feel like it's morning, but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't well, know. I for me, the biggest difference, and I, I haven't been doing morning working out anywhere near as much. I did it for like a, a week or two, um, I think like my second or third month here. And I, I noticed like I think I perform better at work. You know, like I think there's something about getting yourself, you know, uh, getting a part rate flowing, whatever it is, early in the morning that makes you more focused throughout the day. Uh, but that's not part of the study. So that's not – I do feel that that's true, though. Um, it said – and they they researched mice who have a different uh, uh, circadian clock than we do. So they are essentially the opposite of us. They, you know, uh, are awake when it's dark and they're asleep when it's light. They're like vampires. Um, but apparently, if you go opposite when you're uh, – you know, when you're awake. So if you do at night workout for us or in the morning for mice, it's better for you as far as the development with your your body at processing sugar, processing fat, at, you know, regaining muscle mass because I guess you then go to sleep. Everything about working out at night apparently is more beneficial for you in the long run in a fitness-only world. But again, that's not really factoring in the other reasons why I think people go to the gym in the morning and it's to, you know, get your day started a certain way. I would have to agree with that. Right. Because yeah, I, I honestly, I, even though I read all this and I think the the benefit is probably small and it's probably person to person, um, I'd still probably prefer to work out in the mornings just because, but I'm, I'm too lazy. I don't, I, I've been, oh my God, I've suppo- I'm supposed to go to a thing like every Tuesday I'm getting invited to this thing. It's at six o'clock in the morning. I keep telling the person who's inviting me, yes, I'm going to go. And I, I keep not going. <laughs> it's, t- it's tough. It's, it's not a tough I mean, time. Once you get into a little bit of a rhythm, right. but any little 
thing that gets you out of that rhythm. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's it's good. Tough. It's not. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to follow up with. You know, they say that too. Actually, about like uh, updating your rhythm uh, over time, you might get complacent, and then you know, even your your body, your muscles, everything, it might not develop as well because you're just kind of in this pattern. So, like mixing all that stuff up is beneficial too. So maybe there's something to be said about maybe rotating between in a morning and an evening workout. Although if I started working out in the morning, I would then not be going to Zumba. And I think that would make the wife mad because we do Zumba on Monday. Still, I do it all the time. Uh, even though I did skip this, I was at the gym and got to avoid it uh, just the other day, which was kind of awesome. Maybe she just would make you do like a little two a day. Like for yeah, some right. reason yeah. you went in a morning on a Zumba day <laughs> thinking like, okay, maybe I won't have to do Zumba. Do a little bit. Of, yeah. You're, you're just back there in the uh, evening. Oh, no. I We have to go. If I take the car, yeah. then when I get home on Monday, she's wearing the Zumba outfit standing mm-hmm. in the front door. And if she takes the car, she picks me up with my clothes ready to go. Like Zumba happens on Monday. And the only reason I avoided it, my brother called me as we're stepping into the class. And I was like, oh, this is an important one, Betty. I got I to gotta take this call. And he, it was not important, but I don't tell her, although she might have been listening. Uh, but yeah, see, I was so happy that I, I avoided that. And the gym was open. I got to play basketball. It was a lovely day, and I didn't have to do bad dancing. Um, but Zumba's great at the Y. Don't, if you're listening to this, don't think that my apathy for it means it's a bad class. Shannon's a wonderful teacher, and it is a bunch of fun. I'm just not good at it. And over time, you, you know, you want to stop doing things because you feel like you can't do it. There's a video. It's proof, by the way. There's a video on Facebook.com slash The Craig Collins Show. You can see John Davies and I doing Zumba, and uh, we did not do it well. She had to, she held us after for like a private lesson because we really weren't doing many of the moves. And John just goes rogue, man. That guy, I don't know if that's how he like handles all fitness classes or if that's how you handle one if you've ever taken a class. If you can't do the move, do you do it poorly or do you just do something else? That doesn't surprise me. John does that. Right, yeah. I know. Yeah, I do, I do it poorly. I accept the fact that I'm bad at something, and I do it in public. And uh, John just like does his own thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it just depends. I mean, I've yeah, I've I would if I'm really really bad at it, uh-huh. then maybe I would just say okay, I'm just gonna do whatever. But you yeah. know, if it's um, did you, you know, did, I'm not doing it great, I'm like I'll just power through. Did you see the video? I did see it. How yes. bad were we? I didn't think you guys were. Okay, that bad. all right, all right. There you go. Yeah, I, I had a heart attack halfway through, but that was a thing. <laughs> and I got to take a break a lot more. Weather sponsored by Heller Motors. Looking for a new or used vehicle at a low price? Then Heller Motors in Pontiac is the place to go. Heller Motors loves to make their customers happy with its great selection, low prices, and outstanding service. Shop Heller Motors online at hellerstores.com. Your forecast from Heart of Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Ryan Walder. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a few showers possible, low of 37. Tomorrow, some light showers in the morning, then partly sunny. Sunny skies, high of 54. Thursday, showers with thunderstorms possible, high of 62. And Friday, partly sunny skies and a high of 40. Right now, 41 degrees. More news at the bottom of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Your water cooler discussions just got better. More Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Hey there, Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, First, a quick note, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune will start doing their shows without an audience. Uh, You've heard that probably a couple other places. It makes sense for Jeopardy. I mean, Alex Trebek is fighting cancer, and he's going through a bunch of treatments that would make him immunocompromised. So... I think that's a wonderful idea. It makes a little less sense for Wheel of Fortune, uh, but they said the reason why is mostly the audience. Uh, The audience is on the older side, and elderly are more at risk of having a serious illness than other people, coronavirus or anything, honestly. 
Uh, and also, they travel. A lot of people travel to go to these shows. And so cutting down on travel and cutting down on, on the risk of, of people in at-risk groups makes a bunch of sense. And also for Jeopardy! again, protecting Alex Trebek. It'll be weird if you watch those shows to have no audience at all. But it, it's, you know, this is one of the few things I sort of get. Uh, and again, I, I would like to say that you still get to make your own decisions. And if you want to go, go. But at least in the case of Jeopardy!, like you're putting one of the people that works there at risk. Um, so you, sh- you shouldn't be able to go if he's going to keep working. Uh, so it, it makes sense to me. Uh, moving on to other stuff. And again, I'll, I'll hit that. I did like a couple hours of pretty much Corona-free yesterday, and it started at 4 o'clock. So maybe I'll try that again uh, now today. Uh, I don't know. There's just so much out there. Um, a story that I like a lot, 2,000 people were, were surveyed, and 1 in 10 people admitted that they definitely have an idea. They have a, a budding innovation, something that they love to, you know, figure out how to make it work. And we all know several people in our lives who have an invention that, like, they're like, this is all I need is funding, man, and I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be the guy. Give me, you know, a few thousand dollars or whatever it would cost to get this off the ground. And in years, you and I were going to be worth millions. Uh, everyone has that. I, I knew a radio buddy who was convinced that the idea was restaurant-related and it was cereal. He thought that the best possible idea would be a mix-all-the-cereal-together restaurant. <laughs> I still laugh at it when I think about it, because he goes, you know, the one thing, we don't do enough, we don't mix cereals together. And if you're the kind of guy who likes all your cereals mixed together, there's no way to, like, go and buy it. There's not a, like, you know, give me a little of Lucky Charms and a little of Tricks. No one does that. So, you know, it'd be great as a grocery store that does it, or better yet, a restaurant where it's sort of an attraction. Million-dollar idea, according to him. He'd talk about it. If you brought it up for a second, you'd be in for a 20-minute conversation about how, like, truthfully, it really is. Like, it's going to work, you know? The mixed cereal together restaurant. I don't even know what you'd call that, by the way. You'd call it just like, I don't know, uh, some version of the words together. But he was excited. He thought this was million-dollar idea. I know somebody that might like this. I, I just Uh-oh. randomly watched something yesterday on Clayton Kershaw. He's a pitcher for the L.A. Dodgers. Uh-huh. He, like his pregame, the day he starts, because he's a starting pitcher, that his pregame routine every time he eats like two huge bowls of cereals, but he mixes a bunch of them together. That's what his wife says. There you go. So he'll mix, you know, Lucky Charms, Golden Grams. I mean, just everything. And it was the the variety was crazy. And he does it before every time he pitches. So, he, so he, this guy, I'm sure Clayton Kershaw would be probably the number one customer. What you're saying actually is just like a car dealership or something. It can be a Clayton Kershaw branded restaurant that he can have just pop up other places, and it's like cereal tastic is the name of the place, and you just get, it's all cereal servings, anything you need. That is, it might work now. Now if you get a a guy behind it, a brand, and then maybe he can even throw a little bit of money at it, maybe Clayton is the face of the the cereal restaurant. Yeah, I mean, if if this buddy of (laughs) yours gets a hold of Clayton Kershaw, this might take off. Who knows? Oh, my God. I can't, I could imagine it now, like him booking an interview, really hustling to get Clayton Kershaw on a show, and then all he talks about is cereal the whole time. That'd be pretty wild. (laughs) That would be pretty cool. Clayton, look, I know you guys are doing great and stuff. I don't really care about baseball. I've got to tell you my idea because I think you're in. I, I'm not going to tell him. I don't want to do that to Clayton Kershaw. I don't want him to have to sit through the pitch. Um, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it does become a thing. Would you go to a cereal-only restaurant where you could mix them all together? I might check it out because it, so, <laughs> it is so different. Like, it's not, there's nothing like that. There right? is not. There's not. You'd have big, giant, like, tubes, like a, a candy aisle or something, and all the cereals would be in there, and then maybe, I don't know what you pair with it, like, maybe it's just a, 
you know what it should be actually it's something 8-bit should do as like an, an an added thing to their video game bar just have a serial thing along with the video game bar and then maybe that would really work out uh caller what's your name uh carolyn carolyn what do you want to say I mix two cereals together, one sweet that is really too sweet, okay, and one without any sugar, and I mix them, and then that makes it just fine. What what two cereals? You got to tell us. Oh dear, it's different sometimes. Oh yeah. really? It's just it's whatever you find a, a less sweet one and a sweet one, and and you do that. To, um, do you do you drink the milk at the end? Pardon? Do you drink the milk when you're done with cereal? Do you actually like drink the milk <laughs> out of the bowl? Just out of curiosity. No, okay. I just put part in. <laughs> in the bowl at a time so it won't all get soggy. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Uh, so you, you like this idea then, too? Would you go to this restaurant and or bar if it existed? Well, I don't... That would be pretty... I might try it. All right. There we go. We got two customers now. Thank you for the call. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I love that idea that she mixes. It doesn't really matter what it is. Just put two so that I... You know, drinking your milk uh, at the end is, is something my, my grandpa told me you had to do. Yes. You have to do it. You can't not do it, man. You gotta, it's, it's waste. Every time you go to the, to the sink and you're going to dump that milk out because it was just like, you know, for, for taste and nothing else, he'd be like, that's, you're literally like, you're killing people. I'd be like, what are you talking about, Grandpa? He's like, someone wants that milk. You got to drink it. Otherwise, you're wasting it. <laughs> My grandparents do the same exact right. thing. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to do it. It doesn't matter. And if you mix all the cereals together, that's going to be a heck of a product there. You know, it's like the death cup in the middle of a, of a game of, well, bar game you play in, a, in college. I don't know. I don't explain any more of that. But it's, it's not as tasty. But I think it's, you know, I, I can't wait for this to take off now. I can't believe this is an idea. Um, back to the topic at hand, though. Do you have an innovation? Do you have a, an invention that you just can't get the funding for, Neil? Do you have something that's, you know, going to Shark Tank tomorrow? I really wish, but no. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. One in ten of us do. I'd love to hear 829-2345. I know it's dangerous. You're sharing your million-dollar idea with the public. But trust me, we're all going to shake hands and say beforehand we're not stealing each other's ideas. If, uh, you know, Beth calls in, it, she gets to keep it. No one else in Bloomington stealing it. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you guys, 829-2345. Or if you have a family member that won't shut up about something that has told you several times, like, this is it. This is our ticket, guys. And no one, no one ever does it. But the serial idea, I can't believe it, it was as well-received as it was. That's not, he never gets that. He probably now desperately wants to do the show just for the fact that he can throw that idea out there. And Neil, a caller, and Clayton Kershaw all on board. A uh, quick... It's Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. I just found out about an event that I very much want to go to, uh, and it's in Mexico. I can't believe my wife hasn't mentioned this to me before, but it's not its not like it's super popular. 6,000 total people go. It's held in a really little town. Uh, Juan, uh, San Juan de la Vega is the name of the town. Uh, they call St. John the Baptist. They're Robin Hood, uh, by the way. So the whole festival, it's, it's uh, dedicated to St. John the Baptist. Uh, but what is it? It's not like a music fest. It's not a Coachella. It's not something like that. It is called the Exploding Hammer Festival. The Exploding Hammer Festival. What people that go do, they coat their hammers in sulfur and different things. They smash them up against other uh, rails, buildings, whatever, and they explode. They explode into smokiness. The Exploding Hammer Festival is sounding to me like one of the best of <laughs> I want to go so bad. Uh, to this thing, 6,000 total attendees, like I said, over 100 different police officers make sure that no one gets too crazy, and there's a crap ton of medical people on staff because every single year, several people get injured 
43 of the 6,000 uh, event goers got hurt this year. But exploding hammers. That sounds like that's out of like, I'd feel like Thor. This is a, this is a comic book thing, man. Just walking around celebrating St. John the Baptist with other people by blowing up hammers. That'd be pretty wild. We need this. We need this now. I need it today. I need WJBC to host one. Exploding Hammers brought to you by the Craig Collins Show. It sounds amazing and stupid. And these are things that I like a lot. And I, I would not be afraid. I would go no matter what. It sounds so awesome. Quick break. It's Accounting Plus. It's Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. A few more reactions to some of the things that were uh, being discussed at the uh, task force, the coronavirus task force press briefing that's taking place still and and uh, started a little while ago. Um, Vice President Pence in charge of that task force uh, spoke first. Then some of the uh, you know medical professionals that are on that task force uh, weighed in, gave their opinions. It should also be noted that President Trump uh, met with politicians working on different ways to maybe add some sort of tax break, some sort of benefit, uh, a possible tax relief measure, I think is what it's being quoted as saying, that would be a timely and effective response to the impact of the coronavirus, at least financially. Uh, as you've seen, a lot of our our um, stocks and our, our stock market is doing much worse uh, over the last few days, and that's certainly a reaction to fear uh, from the coronavirus and its impact on our on our financial world, on our financial, you know, the finances of our country, whatever. Uh, there are discussions about that going on as well. Uh, even though so much information was given about how we should do everything we can to protect ourselves, the mention that I think is is fairly powerful um, from uh, the people involved in this task force, there's going to be more cases. There's going to be a lot more cases. It is the kind of thing that we should do everything we can. I mean, just because something is is contagious and exists doesn't mean you should just let yourself get it. Like, you should attempt not to get it, but it, it will grow. Uh, and with that, I do want to try to do the best I can to minimize fear. Um, I want to keep saying the things that are true that you have heard from several medical professionals about the fact that at least in non-at-risk groups, these are people uh, that are not elderly and people that are not um, immunocompromised, in these groups, the the death rate, and we don't know the mortality rate, we don't know the likelihood of being seriously ill and or dying from coronavirus, we just know the stats, the people who have uh, passed away, but the death rate for people in those those younger groups that are that are relatively healthy is is very very low, um, and I, I just want to make sure to continue to reiterate that the three point four percent death rate or whatever you're seeing in the news, it's a reflection of the totality of the cases and the totality of people who have who have passed away, not necessarily a reaction, and, and certainly leaving out what would be a large amount of mild cases. Um, I do still need to get this guy on. I just haven't sent the email. But Dr. Robert Murphy at a Northwestern, friend of mine, uh, infectious disease expert, has said that 80% of coronavirus illness is mild and only 20% is really serious. And certainly in groups that are at risk, it, it gets even worse than that. I have another break, a lot more coming up on AM 1230 WJBC. But as news comes from health professionals and from our government saying that it is something we just can't, you know, uh, uh, ignore, I do want to make sure to control the reaction to that as much as I can, at least for the people here in Bloomington Normal, by reiterating the fact that as far as, as you know, true health risk goes, it's not as bad as you might think it is because of all the coverage, unless you happen to be in one of those more at-risk groups. Um, then certainly do everything you can. And if you come in contact with people in those groups, do everything you can to to protect your loved ones. Quick. past comes from Hardy, Illinois, ABC Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder.
We'll see lingering cloud cover throughout the rest of the day today. Mostly cloudy skies will continue overnight tonight. We can't allow a couple of light showers moving in late tonight into tomorrow morning, but chances are low and some of us not even seeing any rainfall. Otherwise, a cloudy Wednesday for us. High temperatures reaching the mid-50s by the afternoon, and we're warmer on Thursday with high temperatures in the low 60s. We'll see some rain showers back in the forecast, possibly even a couple rumbles of thunder. But dry weather and sunshine returns on Friday. We will be a little bit cooler on Friday with high temperatures in the upper 40s. Temperatures continue to drop as we head into the weekend. We'll only be in the low 40s for highs on Saturday. Some rain showers possible and can't rule out the chance of some snow mixing in at times. I think precipitation is gone for Sunday, but high temperatures will remain in the 40s. From Heart of Illinois, ABC, I'm Chief Meteorologist Brian Walder, and that is your AM 1230 WJBC forecast. Right now, 41 degrees, more news at the top of the hour or as it happens. I'm Neil Doyle on the Voice of Central Illinois, WJBC and WJBC.com. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. I don't know what this caller wanted, but I had to answer it just as I was coming back. Caller, what's your name? Hi, my name's Mark. I'm sorry to be bother you on the air. I That's just okay. want to alert you. I'm on my way back from Peoria. There's a really bad accident at the intersection of Uton Road and Old 150. Okay. People may want to avoid that. Great. Thank you. That's a live traffic update You're for welcome. me. Uh, uh, scary, but thank you. Thank you so much for the call. You bet. Yeah, you guys can do that. Uh, 829-2345. We don't have a traffic uh, reporter out there, but if you see something, say something. You can call us. Uh, that's pretty good. Um Shifting gears, and we just had another press briefing about coronavirus. That information is out there. I believe it's on our Facebook page if you want to see what was said today. Um, but I'm I'm going to immediately jump off that topic and go somewhere else. Tomorrow we're going to have a worm supermoon. A worm supermoon. Uh, I, I think, Neil, you and I talked about this at one point. Like, There's been a lot more moon things than I ever remember. Uh, every so often there's like, uh, I don't know, uh, some sort of, you know, thing that's never going to happen ever again, and we report on it, and then two months later we have another thing that's never going to happen ever again, or at least it's been years. But there's just a lot. The moon is doing more. His social media presence, his PR people, they're working hard to make sure that we know everything going on with the moon. Yeah, they're making sure we don't forget about it. Honestly, man, yeah. and, like, it's not just the moon. It's, like, anything up there. Um, I've never in my life uh, sat and, like, watched uh, the stars at night, and maybe I should because tomorrow night, visible... Through the sky, uh, it'll be very exciting. Apparently, there's a worm supermoon. I don't really know what that that is, but uh, it's it's a thing. It exists, uh, and you can see it tomorrow night. For more information, go to my Facebook page. I'll put a, a bunch of stuff from people smarter than me up. But it's, you know, yet another moon event is coming up in the next couple. So if you need a way to just glance up and, and you know, take your mind off of things, boom, worm supermoon. That sounds pretty fun. It sounds like the kind of thing maybe, you know, watch The Bachelor tonight and then tomorrow night grab a bottle of wine and do Worm Supermoon. And then you'll feel better as a human. The Bachelor, I'm excited. I'm excited. Did You You don't watch any of this, right? I don't, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we finally found out the person that the mom was talking about. Uh, mom, all season long for the current Bachelor, has been begging her son via a promo to go get one of the women back crying and stuff. We finally found out who it was. It was a surprise to me. Who she was actually talking about wasn't who I thought it would be. And tonight it all resolves, man. Tonight love will be found, I assume, on The Bachelor. Because, you know, that's what the whole show is about. It's not reality TV and entertainment. It's to, it's to trust the process and to find someone to marry immediately after the show is over. How many more episodes? Are uh, it's tonight. It's oh, over. Tonight's the last it's, it's one. It's it. Uh, and I think there's going to be some extension into the, 
into the real world because there's an after the rose ceremony where they talk to the people like, you know, um, recently about what's going on. And I think we're going to have some some final stuff happen today, you know, that didn't happen on the show because it got messy. Everything got very, very messy. One of the two women has excused herself from competition. Madison is done. And so that leaves only one woman left. Her name is Hannah Ann. And uh, in the episode we saw last night, he didn't propose to her. He, like, went to go chit-chat with her. She was all fancy and ready for, like, something important, had candles lit, and, like, you know, a lot of really great things. He showed up in a hoodie to have a chat, <laughs> hmm. which can't be a good sign, man. And we're, we're only halfway through. We don't know where it's all going to go. Uh, we just know that it seems like uh, Pete is upset at the uh, woman, Madison, who, who walked away. More's going to happen tonight, man. If you want anything to take your mind off of coronavirus, I feel like maybe, you know, a one-off on The Bachelor, even without understanding anything, uh, might be might be fun. Um, so that's my recommendation. Also, I saw this in the news. I thought it was funny. On Friday, I guess, police officers were called to a school because someone stole an 80-cent juice box. I don't know if it was a kid that called or an adult, but someone called the police. and They're like, hey, juice box gone missing. What I really like about it, though, is the audio from the local uh, television station. That would be KDKA Channel 2 and Katie Johnston, who just seems so upset that this is in her news report. She does a quick 16-second hit on this story, and, like, you can feel the animosity in the whole situation as she's, she's reporting on this. I love this. Uh, here, let me make sure I'm hitting the right buttons, but I, I love this audio so, so much because you know someone else told her to talk about this, and she just wanted to skip it. You know it. Pennsylvania State Police were called to Union School District on Baker Street for reports of a stolen juice box. They found a juvenile, stole the juice box from the school cafeteria, and it's worth 80 cents. No word yet on if it was returned. Katie Johnston for KDKA News. <laughs> That's okay, pretty, that's pretty good. Okay, look, it's not as as like beaming as I feel it is, but I can actually see her facial expressions too. Like she, and this is like the throw to the side. So the regular two anchors are doing their news report. Then they go to her, and she probably could have been on the scene interviewing people. She canned all that, and all Katie Johnston does is a sixteen second report on the stolen eighty cent juice box. I want to hear it again, Katie. What happened? Pennsylvania State Police were called to Union School District on Baker Street for reports of a stolen juice box they found a juvenile stole the juice box from the school cafeteria and it's worth 80 cents no word yet on if it was returned <laughs> you can just tell too i mean even without seeing it because you said her facial expression yeah. but just in her voice you can tell oh yeah she's kind of having some fun with it you see her lean in uh when she says a juvenile stole it and her eyes get real bright because of course a kid took an 80 cent like that you know at a school this is not shocking news no word yet on its return is my favorite sentence because I don't think it's getting returned full if it gets returned at all. Check the local trash cans. Someone will break into this, you know, crime. We'll figure it all out. I love I love that. I don't know if it's the, the connection to news and what you guys do and, like, getting to see people do news that makes me so fascinated. But I can just see, like, some program director being like, hey, man, there was a call. We got to we gotta get you out there, Katie. And she's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. Yeah, she was probably like, right. what are we doing? Here? Right. I will report from it here. I will give you all the information you need. Back to you. I wonder, because I only have her, I don't have the anchors, if like they didn't expect it to come back so soon. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, probably a juvenile. Moving on to other news stories that are way more important. I love it. It's my favorite thing of the day, and it makes me a little happy uh, to get yourself a little break. Before I take a, a break of my own, I have one more story that I liked a lot. Uh, six in ten Americans now rely on some form of technology to help them sleep. This is not the smartphone in the bed in order to keep you awake longer than you should. But 6 in 10, 
And I think that, you know, part of this could be as much as, you know, your cell phone maybe turning into an alarm clock. But a lot of people mentioned other things that they do in order to help them ease themselves to sleep, whether it's a smart thermostat that turns the temperature down colder at night as you fall asleep, whether it's some sort of music that's playing on a smart speaker. People are wearing smart devices to bed to see how well they're sleeping and to get ideas on it. 37% of the people asked believe that technology will encourage them to sleep more consistently and get better sleep at night. So anytime we talk about, you know, get your cell phone out of the bedroom, apparently a whole bunch of people would very much disagree and think the opposite is true. More technology needed at times of sleep. I don't know if this would help me. I can't. I can't fall asleep with my smartwatch on. I just can't. It's too bulky. Can't it's, do it. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do we eventually get to the point where, like, it's just a bunch of wires? Like, we strap ourselves in like we're doing a sleep test, and we just see how it... I don't need that information, too. Myself, personally, I'd have more anxiety if I knew I was sleeping poorly when I thought I was asleep. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't know how to fix that. You yeah, know? you wake up, like, oh, I feel great, and then it's right. like, yeah, actually, no, you didn't sleep very well. Yeah, you toss, toss and turn all night, Craig. You only got two hours. Uh-oh, I'm going to have a really bad day today. All right, a quick break. A lot more on AM 1230 WJBC. We'll keep you updated on all things coronavirus, as the rest of the world is also doing. Uh, there was a press briefing today. I played some of that audio. Find it all on our Facebook page. I'm going to be as silly as I can for the last last part of the show because, come on, you need a little bit of that, too. Like Katie Johnston at KDKA News, you got to use... NWJBC.com. We just become best friends. Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. What I want. Craig Collins Show, AM 1230 WJBC. That very uh, poorly made during commercial break bump was uh, 100% for this story I'm about to do about the best friend test. Uh, these are the kind of things that you need to ask yourself and or your best friend to decide whether or not you guys are truly best friends. Like what requirements do you have? What things need to happen in a friendship in order to say, okay, as they do in that movie that I just played, we are officially definitely for sure uh, best friends. Before I read anything from the list, I do wonder from one Neil Doyle uh, if he thinks there's anything that creates those bonds, create those relationships. Is there anything specific you can say that, like, okay, this helped me bond with a certain person? I mean, I just, I think kind of maybe having the same sense of humor in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, I would say humor would be one, kind of having that same sense of humor and then... I don't know. I mean, there's just when you when you have that connection where you're you're not afraid to kind of open things up. So I don't know. Exactly. I mean, you nailed one of them uh, with that second part there. But yeah, like having things in common would be a, a huge first point. I remember one of my best friends when I was in grade school, uh, this my buddy of mine named David, who's now like a golf pro, by the way. This guy hangs out with like Charles Barkley all the time in Arizona, sends me photos and videos of him like playing golf with those guys. And I'm like, this is just not fair. He, he's got a very cool job now. But I remember him and I used to talk like on the phone a lot. And my, my sister used to make fun of us, like, uh, like whoa, like, Craig, you're talking with your buddy uh, David on the phone again. Like, that's too, that's number four on the list of what it takes to be a best friend. You phone call and or, I guess, nowadays text at least once a day. That's a best friend. I don't know if that feels like too much nowadays, but when I was growing up, when I was a kid, I think that that was before, like, social media and everything. Yeah, you just, you call your buddy and you, you chat about some stuff. I don't know. I watch SportsCenter. I want to talk about the game I just saw. Something like that. But I got made fun of a lot by my family for talking to my best friend too much. No, I mean, that's I right. Like that's kind of what's normal. The, what the right. I Thank mean, you. It, especially if you guys are have that distance away, right? Mm-hmm. Call them up. Well, I don't know, man. We went to school and stuff together. So we well, saw each other right, every day. Right. But, you know, uh, he called me more than I called him. I'm just saying, uh, Dave. <laughs> you know it's true. Uh, number five on the list of top five things you need to be a best friend. Showing loyalty and having each other's back. 
Nothing is more true than that to me. The moment that you know that like you're better friends with someone is the moment that either you know around you or not around you, they wind up defending you somehow. They wind up doing something. I remember, again, and it, it wasn't like a best friend per se, uh, but I wound up hanging out a lot with a bunch of dudes from Ireland who were all a, a group of childhood friends that had grown up together. They wound up bartending with me uh, at Navy Pier when I was a bartender. I wound up even living with them. I think I've told some of these stories on the air. It was an insane. I was in college. I was an RA. And then I was going to have like a few months where I wasn't, you know, doing anything. And I could I could have stayed on campus. They would have let me. But the guys that I was bartending with are like, you got to move in with us, man. It'll be great. And I'm like, all right, guys, screw it. I'll do it. Um, they were so passionately best friends with each other that like if any one of them got in an argument of any kind anywhere, the rest would swarm and be willing to throw down. And I don't know if that's like a guy thing or a girl thing, but like a few times once I hung out with them enough, they tried to fight people at bars for me. I was like, guys, hold on. We're fine. We're all good. Everybody's good. Don't worry. No one needs to throw a punch because in those worlds too, like it's so quick, the little silly things that happen. And maybe it's just that, that camaraderie that makes you want to like punch a guy for shoving your buddy. I don't know. Uh, but those fights, they, they turn fast. Uh, but it did make you feel like you were close with people if they were willing to, like, you know, throw a fist for you. And I don't know if that's exactly what they're talking about here, but it was, it was a thing I experienced quite a bit of. And those guys, they all would have, like, died for each other. They were, like, a group of, of childhood friends that all grew up together. If you have anybody, yeah, in your corner like that, that's yeah. it's a good friend to have. Honestly. And, like, those are – it's cool because if you know somebody who's still close with a lot of their – their school friends, and I don't even mean just like high school or college. I mean like grade, like you've known this guy since you were 10, five, some, some age, you know, very, very young. Uh, those seem more uh, like family than even like friends, honestly, for those groups that stay together. And it's hard on today's you know, world to do that as much as we used to. And it seems like it's, it's honestly more prevalent in other countries. I don't know what it is about that, but like a lot of the people I've met who come from other places, even my wife, like there's a, a core group of friends that has stuck together for years and years and years. And I don't see it as true with, with me or a lot of my, you know, like American friends. Like you have one or two maybe guys or, or people that you've known for that long, but it's not, it's not like 10. And like the Irish dudes, there were like 15 of them. And they'd all been friends since they were like six. And it was just incredible. They were a great group to hang out with, and they all drank way too much alcohol, by the way. Yeah, I want to meet these guys. Oh, you definitely do. <laughs> I, two of them are Americans now. Two of them uh, married, uh, 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 you know, Americans and, and full-on became a man. And then I think one of them stole her, and now she's back in Ireland. Uh, but they might come back. They all have kids. They're way more responsible people, by the way. If you hang out with them now, like, you can, you can dovetail into the stories about how crazy we all were. And then a baby starts crying, and they got to go, like, pick them up and, and hold them. So it's kind of a funny... Uh, but they're insane. And one of them's name was the horse. They all had nicknames too, by the way. And he was just the horse because he drank a lot. Not, no other reason. Uh, the count uh, kind of acted like Dracula. He'd only be up at night, so they always called him Count. Uh, it was a bunch of them. Um, they called the guy Frank because they thought he looked like a Frank. His name was not Frank at all, and he said he hated the nickname, but it had stuck since he was a little kid. They just refused to call him by his name, which was Stephen. Everyone just called him Frank, and it was the most complicated, like, nickname to understand, and that was, that was the whole reason. They're like, no, nah, he looks more like a Frank. We refuse to re- use his real name from this day forward. His name on Facebook is Frank, which I love about the oh, guy. Oh, wow, he changed it. I know. It. I like that. Well, he just, he just accepted it, right. man. If you ever get a nickname from other people, like, you eventually just, like, you don't want it. There was another guy whose name was The Face, because they just thought he had an everyman face, so they, they just called him The Face. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're not as clever as I think they are, but I know all these people. And so 
Yeah. Uh, do you have a nickname? Have you had any nicknames from friends in your life? And not other than just people call me by my last name. Yeah. I have a lot of my buddies that just call me by my last name, Doyle. But See? That's, that's about it. That's not as much fun. Yeah. Again, I don't know if that's also like uh, inherently from other places than here, but like I, I want a group of friends where like somebody's a face and somebody's Frank and he's he's very unwilling to be Frank. It was great. It was great hanging out with these dudes. Um, they I, We'll throw a party sometime. I'll invite them all to Bloomington and they will ruin this place, by the way. That would be irresponsible maybe but also amazing uh if you go on a road trip with someone it turns them into a best friend if you go on a vacation with someone not necessarily a road trip but just any kind of vacation it makes them a best friend i find that's true about like uh family too my brother and i for the first time coordinated a trip to uh new york together and it really it really helped you know bond a lot more and then finally last one going through something emotional and or traumatic can help you really bond with an individual. This is the best friend test. I got to take another break. Almost out of time. AM 1230 WJBC.